Sarah, I started a Substack last spring, just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Mom Hour with myself, Megan Francis, and my good friend, Sarah Powers. Woohoo! And we're really excited about this. This is a show, if you're listening for the first time, that was sort of born out of a show that we've been putting on for a couple of years now, I guess. Yeah, year and a half um, at least. Yeah, called The Home Hour. And um, that show, you know, deals more generally, I guess, with everything that goes on inside your house. So food and family and parenting and decorating and cleaning and all kinds of stuff. And we really wanted to focus more in on the mom experience. So this show is going to be just Sarah and I gabbing. That's not to say we might not, you know, mix things up someday and have a guest on, but Really, it's just going to be a chat between two friends. Um, Sarah is the managing editor at The Happiest Home and uh, the blog The Happiest Home, and I am the founder of The Happiest Home. So we've been working together for a while now. Gosh, two years? Yeah, I think uh, over two, three? two and a half. Yeah, oh two and a half. Okay, so yeah. So anyway, we're really looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. 
Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, so let's get to our topic of the day. Sarah, do you want to kind of lead into this? Sure. So we have a great topic today. We're going to be talking about meltdowns. And when I say meltdowns, I'm not talking about your three-year-old's meltdown over the wrong color fork um, or your one-year-old's meltdown over not being able to put on her own shoes. I'm talking about mom meltdowns when you lose it in front of your kids (laughs) with your kids or with your spouse or, you know, privately in your own room. Although I feel like most of the time we melt down with the people that we love and probably don't deserve our meltdowns. Sarah, don't you think it'd be funny if right now I said, um, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just me. That's never happened to me before. That's all right. I could do a whole show about it. (laughs) Um, So this is a great topic. Megan, you have written about this on thehappiesthome.com, which is kind of what um, gave me the idea for this show topic and people yeah. go back to those posts. Um, and you did uh, several posts on this topic, um, maybe a couple years ago and, um, they were very successful posts and, uh, people continue to look at, look for them in search and comment yeah. on them. So I it's think it's a universal thing, right? You can relate to and yeah. something that's really laid in with a lot of guilt. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first we have a little side story here that we thought um, that would be fun for each episode of the mom hour. If Megan and I each shared something in our lives this last week that made our mom life easier. So one week it might be a product we found that makes, saves time or saves money or just made our life better. Might be an app or a website or something we discovered. So um, we're just going to kind of do that for you guys each week because I think, um, you know, it's always helpful to hear from other moms about what is making their life easier. Absolutely. Um, so I'll go first real quick. We have, um, I thought it would be appropriate since this is a podcast that um, I have been trying to get my kids into podcasts or specifically my, um, I have an almost five-year-old. He's my middle child. He's almost five and he, um, he comes home from preschool, so we have a couple hours while the youngest naps and the oldest is still at school, and that's kind of like his quiet time and I work. And he's a super uh, – he, he's very independent. He likes his Legos. He's a really easy kid to have that quiet time with. But it is nice if there's something for him to be doing or listening to, and podcasts are perfect for him. We've done audiobooks, and so um, I haven't had a ton of luck finding really good podcasts for younger kids, especially. So if anyone has any, we'd love for you to, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. But the one we found is called Brains On, and it's a science podcast for kids, and he is obsessed with it. So if you are listening to this and you're new to podcasts or you want to get your kids into podcasts, I highly recommend Brains On. It's by, um, it's done by Minnesota Public Radio, and it's at brainson.org. So brainson.org. And um, this is not sponsored at all. I just, it's really, really well done. And he loves it. And he listens to the episodes over and over again. And it makes my life easier because that's my time to work and do my own thing. So if right. he's occupied and he's learning and they're funny and they're really 
like entertaining, but really he, he is a science kid. He really is genuinely interested in science. Um, and it's super, super well done. I wish they would do them every week. They, I think the frequency is about every three to four weeks, it seems like. So that's mine. Um, and actually, it turned out when you were listening to it that you heard an episode that my nieces and nephew I know, that is had a been on. Small world. Super small world. <laughs> yeah, it really is. They live in Minneapolis and they're homeschoolers. And I, I don't remember what the context was, but um, butterflies on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very yeah, fun. It's great, it's great. So I'm cheating a little bit because mine's actually not from this last week or even the week before that. But it's something that um, kind of blew me away this week, and it's not a, it's not really a, a product. Um, I took. I don't know who's listening who's into personality tests, but I always feel like people who are into personality tests um, connect with other people who are into personality <laughs> tests. So something tells me a lot of people listening, uh, you know, have done their Myers-Briggs or whatever. I, I know there's other ones. Um, and I had never heard of the Enneagram. And so I I think someone posted a link. No, no, no. I was on um, Jen Loudon's website for some reason and just stumbled across this remark that she made about the Enneagram. And it's basically nine personality types. Now, I've personality, like I said, I've taken a million personality tests before from everything from numerology to what's, you know, those color tests and everything mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. And I usually find something to agree with about them. I know that I'm an ENFP, which stands for, and that's a Myers-Briggs, that's mm-hmm. uh, uh, extroverted, uh, uh, intuitive, okay. feeling, feeling, perceiving. It okay. always takes me a minute to remember. I think you um, and I are opposite on three out of the four of those. <laughs> that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. I know. <laughs> that's why we get along so well. Yeah. Um, and I do agree with that. I usually think I, that's pretty that's pretty um, spot on for me. But mm-hmm. what I thought was really interesting is I went in and I took the Enneagram and it's nine personality types. And you basically, um, it, it's like, it doesn't just say the way you act. It's sort of like the the basic need or motivation mm-hmm. that sort of controls all of your, you know, all this, the outward stuff. This is like mm-hmm. the inward stuff. And so I really went in thinking I was going to end up being a seven, which is the enthusiast. Sounded really great. Like somebody who's super excited about life and like, likes to try new things. And that's true for me, but I took it and I was a two who is the helper. And then when I read it, I was like, "Ugh, this person sounds like a total drag. Like, <laughs> People pleasing and needy and all this stuff. But it was funny because then when I really read it, it's so me. And so what I thought was really cool about it, other than it being a good tool just to kind of get to know yourself better and maybe understand, maybe I think sometimes we think things about ourselves that are convenient or flattering Mm -hmm. and we don't always like to think things about ourselves that aren't as flattering. Um, But what I also found really interesting about it is I went through and had some friends and family take it and then I just sort of took it for people I knew who would never take it, but I sort of just guessed (laughs) And the stuff that came up for them was very accurate. And it actually, it made me feel like, like there's like, everyone has a different reason that, especially with your kids, like, you know, maybe their motivation is something completely different from yours, like on a basic level. Mm -hmm. And so it just made me feel like more understanding and compassionate toward people that I butt heads Mm -hmm. with a lot or that I misunderstand a lot. So it was really cool. I can put a link to it in the show notes, which will just be at themomhour.com. But if you want to look for it yourself, it's Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A. G-R-A-M. And I believe I took a test at the Enneagram Institute. And they have these really great, um, you can sign up for a newsletter where you get more information, but they also just have this great free resource tests and and uh, sort of like sum ups of the different kinds of personality types. And you awesome. took it, didn't you, Sarah? I did. Yeah, which, I did. You were number one, I'm a right? one, which is the reformer. So I, I almost always am like, these like really boring types that come out. Like I never like my personality types. But they're, 
<laughs> they're pretty accurate but um it did it kind of stayed with me for a few days like you say because you're thinking about um your own motivations for things for better or for worse right um, but yeah yeah it and it very- doesn't always paint you in a great light right like I was I no. feel like with the you know, with the Myers-Briggs I can look at it and just like oh this is so me you know I'm this outgoing person who right. does this and this and this and it's all great but then when you really dig down beneath like why are you acting a certain way or why right. do you feel compelled to do certain things it's just right. it's not flattering but hey life isn't always flattering yeah, no, and they do in the descriptions for the Enneagrams, they, they talk about when you're in like a good place or a healthy right. grounded place, what personality traits dominate. And but you sound if awesome you're in those feeling, cases. If you're not, which is interesting because obviously right. you can have, you know, the same personality type, but be at, you know, a good grounded, healthy place in your, you know, self-esteem in life or not and right. how that how that manifests. So I thought that part, that part I thought was really interesting. Um, my husband is an eight and it was funny because in his, like his strong, his healthiest, uh-huh. and I can't remember what the, the eight is like the leader maybe or something. Okay. Um, and for his healthiest level, it's like a true hero, you know, a, a leader, a, a hero, like just awesome. And his worst, like nine, which is the unhealthiest place you can be was like, um, murderous barbaric dictator <laughs> it was hilarious it's like oh my gosh i hope we never i don't think he's ever been below let's say go, a four but let's not go there <laughs> exactly or that's above awesome. a four i should say that's awesome okay uh, so that was fun. Right. So we'll put links to both of those things yeah in, in the show notes and and next time we'll feature something else yeah so awesome okay so should we dive into melting down yeah should let's we... do it all right so kind of talked about it but um just once again, we're going to be talking about mom meltdowns. What happens when you lose your cool with your kids or with your spouse? Um, kind of how to how to even prevent that from happening or how to do better next time, how to save face in the middle of it all. But yeah. we're going to start by um, just owning up to uh, a meltdown we've had. Might be recently, might just be an epic one from a long time ago. But I want us to really share one of our most ridiculous times where we just lost it with our kids. I'm thinking with our kids because yeah, my kids yeah, yeah. are always around me, always home. But yes. I guess it could be. It could be. Sometimes the kids drive you crazy and you take it out on your spouse too. So that counts too. Do you have one in mind? Do you want to go or do you want me to go well, first? Well, you know, I think it's so interesting. So the post that you're referring to, um, which is the one where I'm at the fair with my kids, and I'll I'll give a brief <laughs> sum yeah. up of that and people can find the post as well. But um, I was at the fair. With, now, this is when I had... Uh, Claire was a baby. She was in a stroller. Yeah, I think you said Owen was four. I yeah, Owen was four. He was at the center of. The- yeah, so she was a toddler. He was n- fairly newly potty trained, um, and my oldest son did not come with us that day, which would have made the whole situation a lot better. But um, my oldest son was not with us, so we were at the fair with my. So Claire was like not quite two. Owen was four. Um, William would have been six, and then Isaac was with us, and he would have been like n- nine or so, eight or nine. I feel like I'm getting my kids' ages all wrong, but whatever. You get the you get yes. the gist. Many small children. Many small children. So we're at the fair, and we've been there for a long time, and we're like getting ready to leave, and we go by the bathroom, and the kids go in. All the boys went in together. Um, now, in retrospect, I guess I could have taken Owen in the bathroom with me, but it didn't really seem like a big deal. He was going in the right. pee with his brothers. It wasn't right. a big deal. So I'm right. standing outside. And they just don't come back out and they don't come back out and they don't come back out and they don't come back out. I mean, I'm talking like 25 to 30 minutes. So a police officer came out at some point and I said, sir, can you please just go check on my kids and make sure they're okay? He said, oh, I just saw them. They're all fine. They're all just in there. And so he went back in and checked, brought back a message out to me. Now, what I should have done in retrospect, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. 
I should have had him go back in and tell my oldest son to come out so I could talk right. to him and find out what was going on. So it turned out there had been a poop emergency. And Owen at these at these day in these days was famous for going and thinking he had to pee and then having this like half hour to 45 minute long poop and you never knew when it was going to happen there was never any warning and I'm just standing outside and it was so embarrassing because I was standing like by the men's room entrance watching people come in or go in and come out and every time someone would go in I'd be like can you check on my sons can you check on my sons by the time they came out I was so mad at my older kids for not telling like for not having the sense to come out and right. check in with me, not realizing that for them, like the passage of time meant nothing. Right. They'd been right. told to go in and watch right. their brother, and that's exactly what they did. Right. And anyway, so I, holy cow, I completely. It was all of the triggers. It was like feeling like a like a bad mom because I let them go right. in there together, and then realized it was a bad idea. Um, it was the the, you know, like the guilt plus the embarrassment. Yeah. Plus it was hot. Plus I was yeah. bored and I was sta- like tired yeah. of standing around outside with my two year old who's now whining and crying. Yes. Ugh, so I lost it. So did you yell? Did oh you my scream? God. I, did... <laughs> and then that was even worse because I had a very public meltdown at the fair. I mean, yeah. you, probably... I was one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a cliche embodied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here I am with like all my kids. Like I have so many kids. And by this point, we're all dusty right. and dirty and everyone looks kind of ragged. You're the lady, and the sweaty the... lady with all the kids. Yeah. And... At the fair, like, wow. Why'd you take your, you know, why didn't you bring your brother back out? So, so anyway, what did you do when you, when you, they all up? just looked completely ashamed. Like I, it was like I had thrown a bucket of cold water on them. You know, they kind of like Isaac tried to sort of feebly defend himself a little bit, but he's real reserved, you mm-hmm. know, he wasn't like the type who would argue back. And I don't, it's been a long time now, so I don't really exactly remember. I should probably read the post again. Um, but I think what I what I was kind of able to do is almost like like rise up above and see myself in that moment. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I was totally like, know thinking, what, you what are you doing? Yeah. Stop, stop. But you're in the middle of it. Yeah. And, and you're and like, well, there's only one way to go. I got to keep well, yelling. Well, once you escalate to that degree, you can't just back out of it. Because then also it's the, you know, it's the saving face thing too. Because once you've like escalated right. and you're sure. yelling and you feel super justified in yelling and freaking out at your kids, then – it becomes really hard to turn that off. And I don't remember exactly how I did it. Um, again, I should read the post. I think I just kind of took a deep breath and was like, let's go do something together. And we ended up going and, um, going through some RVs, like the RV display. Okay. Which was really fun. <laughs> and then I apologized. I mean, I think that for me, the apology is always the biggest, um, is the biggest day saver. Mm-hmm. The breathe, take a breath, stop. And apologize. Because, yeah, and even if it's yeah. later too, because sometimes yes. you're not quite ready. Oh, you can't do it right yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about your your, your oh, more okay. recent one. I got a more good fresh. one. Yeah, mine's more fresh. It was probably like a month ago, maybe. And uh, so I love that yours is like at the fair, and mine's about um, party favors, like birthday party favors, which are two things that I feel like are just universally could create a meltdown. I don't know yeah. why. So we were at a birthday party for my older two who are almost seven and almost five. And they had been invited to the same birthday party, which was really nice. Cause that's always, you know, the siblings, but then I have a two-year-old. So I had already been spending an hour and a half keeping her busy in the like waiting area of a Taekwondo studio. It was a Taekwondo birthday party. So the big kids had a really good time. I was miserable because I, my husband was golfing and I had all three kids at a birthday party and I had, uh, the two-year-old who wasn't invited, you know, I mean, they were very nice. She was included, but it wasn't her birthday party to go to. So right. she, 
I'm trying to keep her from like eating too many of the snacks and she can't go in the Taekwondo room. She can't, it's like the story of her life. She can't do what they do. So I was already like, she'd just been hanging on me and whining and all these other parents without toddlers are, you know, having their adult conversations. And, um, so it's time to go and there's a goodie bag for each of the older two kids and the two-year-old, I mean, she's a smart two-year-old at this point. Like she knows what's in a goodie bag. She knows I can't fool her and be like, oh yeah, you know, here, hold this. I mean, she like, she gets it. So they each got a goodie bag. She throws, starts throwing a two-year-old fit. And so the, our friends who were having the birthday party were like, oh, there's plenty here. She can have one. So fine. Now everybody has a goodie bag. That's just the setup of how I was already like so over this birthday party. So we get in the car (laughs) and I say like, okay, let's not go through all this stuff right now in the car. Let's just wait at least till you're buckled in and you can look through your goodie bag. But of course Uh. they're pulling stuff out like as we get in the car. So stuff is like bouncy balls and like, you know, I mean, I don't have to explain what's in a goodie bag. It's horrible, horrible. It's horrible plastic crap that nobody wants, including the people who bought it and put it together. In the moment when they want it so (laughs) bad, you would think it was freaking Christmas morning. So they're all, before they're even buckled, they're going through and pulling stuff out. Well, now they're buckled and we're driving the like two minutes to home and someone can't find their bouncy ball. (laughs) Of course, like my reaction is, well, I I asked you to just hold on to the bag until you were in one place and could go through. So they can't find a bouncy ball. Someone else like can't get their candy unwrapped or whatever. So all the way home, we're already arguing about goodie bags. This has been like five minutes since we left the party. So we get home and I, I am pretty sure it was my middle, so the one who's almost five, who's not quite at that, like, mature place where he can, like, <laughs> let things go yet. So it's, like, often he and the two-year-old butt heads because the older one is just, like, whatever. It's not worth my time to argue about this. But he will still, like, you know, hold his own in a fight about who gets the red bowl or whatever. Like, he's not, he hasn't, he's not quite evolved beyond that. So he's still on the lost bouncy ball, which we can now not find anywhere because is it in the car? Is it, did it fall out of the car before we even got in? So all of this is like, you know, we're finally now home and in the house. And I don't know what was the straw that broke the, I think he just, he wouldn't move on. I was trying to like get them dinner or whatever we were supposed to do next. And it was like, he would not move on until we found the green bouncy ball. He wouldn't take the other kid, like someone else was willing to give their bouncy ball. He wouldn't accept that. He only wanted. So I just like in the middle of my living room, like threw a goodie bag down on the floor and was like, I hate party favors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like yelling at my three children. I hate I, party I, favors. Like they're stupid. I hate them. I'm throwing them all away right now. I mean, I, I mean, it was like, I was totally the toddler at this point. So that is awesome. Um, and it went on, and I did. I mean, I threatened to throw them all away. Like, give me your goodie bags. I'm throwing it all away right now. I mean, I just said, like, stupid, stupid, ridiculous things about um, how much I hate goodie bags. I hate party favors. I, I definitely called them stupid, which is obviously a word, like, you're trying your kids, to teach your, your, your kids, kids are like, <gasps> <laughs> that's, like, worse than swearing. <laughs> stupid pieces of plastic. And then, you know, classic, my oldest, who's, like, very mature, very, you know, and she just was like, Mom, I think you might want a do-over on that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When they get you back I know. with oh, your yeah. own lines. Oh, yeah. Yep, oh. and that's exactly, she was, like, calm. I mean, the, the younger two were just sort of, like, deer in headlights, and she just was, like, she saw right through it. She's like, Mom, I think you might want a do-over on that one, or I think you might need a break or something. That's and, hilarious. And we did. I mean, that was, like, so... It was over a piece of plastic and yours was over an epic poop. But I think the point is the little things 
and if we're tired or it's just the triggers, man. Trigger. I like, I definitely have my triggers. And, and it adds our- up. Like you said, you'd ha- already had a bad day. Like you already yeah. were doing something you hated. You didn't <clears throat> want to be there. You had a stressful drive. It and just it's compounds. Like, it's not an argument over. That's what like, and we still, this is like a theme with my kids right now is the arguments over things that are to me, like, I just, I can't, I can't go there with them. I can't understand the importance of like a green bouncy ball in that moment. And right. so that's the, you know, and in my more empathetic moments, I guess I can. But in that moment, it was like just inconceivable to me that we were like, that our whole life revolved around a piece of plastic when they exactly. had been to the, actually it was a very nice birthday party, like, you know, but it was all about the goodie bag. Well, you want them to be logical. And at that right. age, they're just not no, logical. Not. Yep. And totally. it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because now, you know, I was just thinking about this while you were talking and thinking about my all the times. And man, that's just one meltdown I chose to write about. So that's why I remember it. Right. I'm sure I had millions. I mean, I remember also writing a post one time about um, in the summer, we live in a you know downtown neighborhood. There's houses very close. Mm-hmm. And in the summer, I often have w- lots of my windows open mm-hmm. and realizing sometimes what people must think yeah. as they're walking past and can hear me. <laughs> Like screaming like a banshee. And I don't do it all the time, but every now and then I just be like, what yeah. is going on in here? You know, you lose, you, you get that tone in yeah. your voice where you sound yeah. like a maniac. Yeah. And realizing how the sound would carry. This is at the, at this time we were also living like at the top of a ravine. And I imagined my voice like <laughs> carrying down to the park inside the ravine and across the ravine to other people's houses, bouncing all over town. And I just thought, oh man, that was just, it was a, an eye opener for me. Um, but at the same time, man, it just happens sometimes and there's not much you can do about it. it now does. that my kids are older, my meltdowns are a lot subtler because I don't have that feeling as much anymore of being out of control or right. having or just small... like so many small people. Right. Like, that doesn't really, yeah, it's not like I'm, yeah. it's not like I'm out in public and they're all <laughs> throwing tantrums and I'm losing it. I don't get right. that sweaty face thing. Now it's like they're too smart and they turn my own stuff around on me sometimes. Right. Sure. And so my oldest two, you know, are 15 and 17. And sometimes I'll start to get irritated because they're not moving fast. I ask them to do something they're not moving fast enough or whatever. And they'll be like, hey, mom, you know, maybe you just need to, you know, calm down. And they're doing it together. They're yeah. like doing it yeah. just to get me. And or the I other remember day, doing that to my mom, which is horrible. Sorry, yeah. mom. No, it's I mean, def- it's, it's maddening. <laughs> but I, it's maddening. But I just, I just have to leave the room sometimes because I'm like, I just want to smack you guys so hard right now. You think you're so funny and you're not. <laughs> but sometimes they're right. Like the other day I was sure. in the kitchen and they were, somebody made a comment about, I know one of my kids was talking about someone from their class. And I said, you know, that's not very nice, you guys. Like we shouldn't be just sitting here talking about people behind their backs. And one of my older kids is like, mom, you do it all the time. And I was like, no, I, no, what? no, I don't. <laughs> and I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge gossip and I do make a point of not, being nasty about people, but that's not, it would not be fair to say I never speak about anybody behind their backs. I mean, obviously there's always somebody who comes up in conversation and they just put me on the spot and I had, I had no defense, nothing. I was just like, ah, and I wanted to say, but you don't understand, you know, I'm an adult, so I understand when it's not gossip and, but the truth was they were right. And that's, oh man, that's what gets me now. (laughs) It's, It's them being too logical. Right. You know, you've got the toddlers right. and the babies and the preschoolers who are so illogical. But imagine if all you had was a bunch of little Allegras. Yeah, yeah. In your yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> 
calling you on your calling BS. Calling you out. I mean, it's terrible. That's awesome. So yeah, that's what my oh. mom meltdowns look like today nowadays. But now I just go in my room and shut my door and I'll, I'll say to my husband, like, I can't be around those people. Right. Right. I can't be around those people. Right. It does well, get better. Yeah. Eventually you can that's just true. leave the scene. Yes. Um, awesome. Okay. Well then let's, uh, let's transition into now that we've aired our dirty laundry, which by the way, listeners, if you have an awesome, we'll get to this in a little bit at the end of the show, but start thinking about your own embarrassing, epic mom meltdowns. And we want to hear about them. Um, and there might be something good in it for you. So start thinking as we're sharing our own dirty laundry, we know that you have those stories too. Um, but I thought Megan, that we would shift gears into maybe some helpful tips um, since hopefully this podcast will also be helpful and not just us talking about our low points in motherhood. Um, but you have, I'm looking at a post called tips for saving the day when you're freaking out. And it was right after you had shared, uh, the epic poop story. Yeah. And this was a follow-up post. Um, and you talked about ways to, pre- to prevent mom meltdowns, ways to stop them in their tracks and ways to recover after. So I'm going to kind of look at this post and I'll toss a couple of the tips back at you and you can elaborate. Um, but I think, I mean, we're, we've been laughing about this, but I think we do genuinely in all seriousness, all want to be better for our kids. Most of the time we don't want to be, we know it's going to happen, but we also, you know, if we could choose to act a different way, we would most of the time. Um, so that's, and and also I, I think that was that the post, it might've had a different name at some other point, but it was something like, it's never too late to save the day. Cause that's something too, that I feel like, I feel like maybe we changed the title. Maybe they had another post with a different title, but I guess one thing I just want to say before we start talking about that Mm -hmm. is that like, I think it's one of those things, um, you learn to do better, but you also realize that it's, it's never too late. Like it's never too late. You can, you can choose to head it off at yeah. the pass. If you're able to do that, fantastic. Right. That's, that's the ideal, right? But right. sometimes all we can do is just reduce the, you know, reduce the length right. <laughs> of the freak out or stop it or right. maybe tone it down. And then sometimes right. we can't even do that. Like sometimes that's, that option's no longer there and that's gone. And then we can still repair the damage. So I just feel like there's like three distinct places where you can, and it's never too, I mean, even if your right. freak out was a month ago. Right. It's never too late to go back and address that and do better. Right. So anyway, just throwing that out there. No, definitely. No, and I think that's what is that's definitely what this is about. The first um, section is about preventing mom meltdowns. And I'll just tell you what you wrote, and then we can kind of chat on that. But the two tips were, number one, prepare. And by prepare, what you talk about is um, really prepare your own mindset. And I love that because you cannot, you know, we know this. It's like self-help 101. We can't control the way our kids are going to react to no. things, but we can control our own mindset. So by prepare, it's not just about having the diaper bag packed or having, make sure there's enough snacks for everybody, but Mm -hmm. you know, kind of mentally going through, say it's an outing, like your trip to the fair or just a normal day, just sort of being mindful of your own state of mind. And if you're feeling stressed or tired, can you scale back? Can you do one thing less? Can you make it easy on yourself by like just knowing that dinner's not going to get done and you make, you know, so to sort of, um, when you say prepare, it's not just like Boy Scout, be prepared. It's more (laughs) sort of, um, prepare for your own state of mind throughout the day or throughout the outing. It's all about Um, expectations too, right? Yes. And that is, that's the next one is adjust expectations. So, um, you know, not, not holding on to some ideal of, you know, what you thought the day was going to be like, or what everything you think you can be accomplished in a day. And I think that's probably like, if we had to boil this down to one thing that triggers a meltdown for most moms, it's mismatched 
expectations, Absolutely. either of yourself and what you expected you could get done or of your kids, you right, know, of what you expect of them or both. Yeah. So like it's I like think, the classic yeah. leaving the playground and one kid doesn't want to leave. I mean, once you've done that a hundred times, you realize they're never going to want to leave. Right. <laughs> right. It's harder to have that expectation the second time. Right. But I think that when the faster you get to it, the just the easier you make your life. And also it's, it's funny. I was just thinking about the birthday party. Um, Example. I mean, you're still pretty newly into your journey as a mom of three. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you've got, she's yeah. two now, so you're two, four, six. Yeah. you're getting there, but I mean, yeah. you're still fairly early on. And it's, I'm thinking back to all the times I had similar stressful car rides, not always with a goodie bag, but sometimes like with the um, toy out of a mm-hmm. Happy Meal yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And how now, because I have all this experience behind me, I would never let my kids have those in their grubby little hands when they got right. in the car. I wouldn't right. even think about it, but those right. would be in my purse. Right, right. You yeah. know, or like the food would all be in the front seat and they can right. have it when we get home because right. that's experience. That's all right. those. I don't right. think about it. It's reflexive at this right. point. And I think right. sometimes when you're early on, you expect to have those reflexes. So one, right. one thing I finally kind of learned to start doing is like at the beginning or end of every, you know, you're like, you're having a day and there's always an end of this segment right into mm-hmm. the beginning of the next and like what can i do right now to make the next segment yeah. easier yeah. for myself yeah, yeah so totally. you know whatever it is and it's it becomes much more of a reflex after a while where you don't have to always think because you have that that body of experience to build on so yep absolutely absolutely yeah but for now just think about it because you have to yes <laughs> Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. 
Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Um, all right, so... To prevent, to review, prepare, and adjust expectations. I think those are really good. And I think that works for, you know, big outings we've been talking about, like going to the fair or traveling is another big one. Like that's like where the meltdowns are right at the surface, travel and stuff like that. But also just, you know, day to day. Okay. And then you have to stop mom meltdowns in their tracks. You have two very simple tips. Number one, breathe which sounds like, you know, the obvious. But, it does, but um, it's not always easy say, to do. Yeah, you say, this is hands down my most effective tool for keeping a freak out at bay. You really can't yell at your kids when you're inhaling. <laughs> so <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> yep. Um, and even in mid-meltdown, I feel like you can kind of stop and take a deep breath. I mean, like we talked about, there's some saving face and it's hard to sort of switch gears, but there's no rules to say that you have to finish the ridiculously angry sentence that was coming out of your mouth. You can just stop yourself, take a deep breath and tell your kids, I need to take a deep breath. I mean, I think that's one of the best things we can model for our kids anyway, is not being a hundred percent in control all the time, but how to, how we handle it when we're not, you know, stopping and taking a deep breath. And I think some of that too, it's like, that's the hardest part is when you're already mid, like we talked about, not it's hard to get off the horse, um, when it's galloping, away. And I think sometimes you don't even have to get off of the horse. I think sometimes you can just, like you said, you know, say, I've said before things like, I am just so mad right now. And then I need a minute or, or just stop. Like, I know it's so hard. Sometimes if you just acknowledge how angry you are, it's not over. You haven't let anyone off the hook. Um, maybe you will, (laughs) probably you will when you realize how ridiculous you're being, but it's like, it's that you just need a trigger or some kind of a peg to give you a minute, an excuse to yep. stop. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then your second tip there, which is related is to speak softly. Mm. Um, that if you just physically lower your voice, even if you're still mad, even if you've got to say what's on your mind, um, that just by lowering your voice, it just has that almost physiological effect on, uh, similar to taking a deep breath, just, yeah. just speaking in a low, calm voice, even if you don't feel calm inside. Right. And also I think when you're having a public meltdown, um, that can be very effective too, because it takes some of that embarrassment off of you and that attention that you're, it all feeds everything else, right? The more attention you're drawing to yourself for being ridiculous, the more ridiculous you want to be. Yeah. um, And and you feel, I mean, that embarrassment is a, is a trigger. So the second you feel like you've, you're already making a fool of yourself, it's almost like, (laughs) then you might as well just go for it. It's like, it's like the guy who, you know, robs the bank. And then is in the getaway car and he could pull over for the cops and just turn himself in. Right. But at that right. point you're like, ugh, whatever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. I'm just going to go in a high speed chase. Oh, all the way. So ch- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try not to do the high speed chase. Um, there's always, you can always get out and put your hands up and plea bargain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to uh, use a very awkward metaphor or yeah. analogy. Yeah. Um, so. So, so the last section here is to recover from mom meltdowns. And we've kind of touched on this already, but I love what you say. Your first tip is, so this is just to set the stage here. We're talking about it's already happened. 
you've gotten out of the fair parking lot or you've walked away from the goodie bags. This is not, not immediately, but let's say in the minutes and even hours to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, and your first tip is to play armchair psychologist with yourself. So meaning kind of ask yourself, why, who am I really mad at? Mm -hmm. Why was that such a trigger for me? Um, and I think that's really helpful in heading it off the next time. Like, was I tired? Was I hungry? Is this one kid getting on, you know, like usually one of your kids is just yep. in a place in general, like over the course of a few weeks where they're just in a place where you're butting heads a little bit more than usual. And maybe it's the culmination of a bunch of that. So your, your tip was to sort of play armchair psychologist with yourself and, and kind of try and figure out where that was coming from. Now yeah. I'm curious. Did I did I should have read this post before we started talking? about I actually kind of like this because now I'm like I'm looking at it a little more objectively and not sure. through my own lens. But I'm curious if I in that post did I did I elaborate on what my um, did I uh, relate it all no, to the fair? No, you didn't talk about. You did not uh, analyze yourself in the uh, poop incident. Um, <laughs> you just suggested asking those questions. Why am now I looking? Mad? You know, now looking back, I can mm-hmm. say that um, probably the my biggest mistake was having too high of an expectation of my second child, Isaac, to be able to handle his brother. And then in that moment, realizing that and being and feeling guilty and embarrassed about it. I mean, I think that guilt and embarrassment are probably my two biggest mom meltdown triggers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then like silly mess and kids not like pulling themselves together is probably another big one. And that it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> your story. No, yeah. And mine specifically is I specifically have a thing about waste. And this is true oh, of me okay. in general. Like I don't like to waste food. I don't like to waste time. Yeah. I don't like um I don't like unnecessary excess. It's like a that's like a thing with me. <laughs> so goodie bags, party favors are like the definition of unnecessary excess, right? Oh, and Sarah, so, you're like, such a reformer. I am, <laughs> you're I, such a one. Cut out the <laughs> crap from life. Um, no, so that is true of me is I don't like, and then I also then like compound that with, I have this sort of like environmental guilt about Uh, throwing so much stuff away, but yet I want to throw everything away because, and that really is, that's a trigger with me with food. Like my two-year-old right now loves to open new, like she'll want to open a new yogurt, a new granola bar, a new, you know, whatever, and then eat one bite. Cause for her, it's like Uh the thrill is like, I want, you know, And so I'm always left with this like 25% eaten thing and it drives me crazy. It's a weird trigger for me. It's either throwing stuff away, which I hate because it feels wasteful or just having too much stuff around. And so there's no happy. So really, that's my armchair psychologist analysis. And then your son, I mean, you've said to me before, has a little, has a hard time letting things go. Yes. Yes. Has anxiety and like just kind of latches on to stuff and has a really hard time letting it go, which I'm kind of wondering if you might've had that as a child. I don't know. Just wondering. I don't know. Um, I think sometimes when we butt heads with our kids, it's because they have a very different personality from us, but I think just as often it's when they're like a less mature version of ourselves. Definitely. Definitely. Can be like, like Clara right now. I mean, she is me when I was six years old. She's (laughs) super needy. She's super cuddly. She's Uh very vocal. She never shuts up. I mean, it's like looking (laughs) at myself. It's like, it's like flashback time. Like I can I remember it. moments with my mom where my mom must have been thinking about me exactly what I'm thinking about Clara. Yeah. And it's great like 80% of the time and then 25% or like 20% of the time it's just infuriating. <laughs> it's like, so just grow up, you know? <laughs> so no, it's, yeah, totally. So yes. So analyze yourself. I think that's always a good approach. 
Um, and then you say, apologize and move on. Um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier. I think there can be, my approach is usually a quick apology in the moment. Mm-hmm. And just so they know, I mean, my kids are really young. They're still looking at me to be the adult, right. you know. And so I, even if I'm still mad, I usually kind of manage a quick apology in the moment. Like, I'm sorry, guys, that was not the response I, I should have had there. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling frustrated. And move on because you have to like life goes on but I I really do kind of like a follow-up apology later I don't think the kids always need it and I don't know that they notice or remember it but it feels better to me say like bedtime or sometimes yeah. when it's really quiet later so that they know that I've reflected on how I could do better next time and whether or not that's important to them or they'd ever remember it may not matter but I usually kind of do the quickie apology in the moment and then later say you know I not that not to like just relive the process but just so that they kind of see the value in self-reflection and yeah. know that I you know thought about that and don't feel good about it and that I want to do better next time and so I usually kind of that's like my two-part apology approach yeah no I think that that's and you know this is something that I think the apology thing is so loaded um especially for I feel like people I, I don't know I think your parents are maybe a little younger than my parents um were but I feel there's something about at least my parents' generation. You did not apologize to your kids. That was right. not done. Yeah. So my and I think yeah. that yeah, I think that's probably a little different with my parents, but definitely more they were the way they were raised. Well, you guys sure. are also West Coasters. Yeah. Sorry, there's a difference. There are you know Midwesterners like we're there's like something about being a Midwestern yes. parent. It's very no nonsense. It's very like authoritarian. Especially you know my parents were both born in the 40s, so they right. came of age in the early 60s, but more conservatively, you know, um, and then. I was like the last baby born in the late seventies. So like they had already had 10 years of kids. Like they had their right. first baby in the sixties. Right. So, right. um, yeah, they're just, it wasn't done. And I remember sometimes thinking, gosh, you know, like I would just like an apology right now. It's right. not that big of a deal, but it wasn't something that was done in our house. And in my, I have almost taken it to the complete opposite. Right. Like I, I apologize all the time, even yeah. when I know that they had a big part in it, because of course right. it always takes two to tango. Sure, it's not sure. about saying they yeah, weren't in not- the wrong. Yeah, it's I don't about, think it me- an apology no. doesn't mean you're taking responsibility for the entire. No, it just episode. to me it's like it's a relationship built. It's like a relationship repairing thing. Why sure. wouldn't I just sure. say I reacted badly? I was wrong. I'm sorry. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Yeah. Now, while we're talking about this, I just remembered. So I have one. My oldest son, Jacob, has mm-hmm. like a memory like an elephant. He does not forget anything, and so there are things I've like recurring apologies I've had to make to him. <laughs> like throughout my life. And I, I don't feel guilty anymore right. about the things that happened. Here's an example. If you want to talk about mom meltdowns and triggers, um, when he was maybe like nine and his brother was seven, this is terrible, 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 terrible. But they were out <laughs> playing in the snow. And at the time, you know, he was the biggest brother and he was always picking on Isaac or that was my interpretation. He was always uh-huh. picking on Isaac. I'm also the youngest sibling. So I, another, you know, thing right. I tend to yeah. identify with younger siblings. And so I looked outside and what I thought I saw was Jacob holding Isaac down in the snow, like his face down in the snow <laughs> and like whitewashing him. And that was hugely triggering for me because I had a brother old, four years older than me who did that to me all the time and like would scare me and right. jump out and scare me every time I went upstairs. And I had a phobia about stairs for years and just oh, stuff that kids yeah. do to each other that we sometimes as adults mm-hmm. um, don't remember what that felt like. And right. in that moment, I remembered exactly what that felt like. And I ran out the door and tackled Jacob in the snow. <laughs> like tackled him and like smushed his face in the snow 
And I was like, how do you like that? Does that feel good? I mean, I was, I was horrible. Yeah. I was yeah. in that moment, terrible. Yeah. And then I got up and he's like, we were just playing. And Isaac was, didn't even look <laughs> upset or anything. <laughs> so of course I apologize profusely, but it's funny because yeah. Jacob will bring that up about like once a year. Like remember yeah. that time you whitewashed me? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. And and I'll still apologize for it because yep. it was really wrong. It was one of those moments where I was so identifying with this younger kid. I was so sure. angry yeah. and I made a mistake. It was a big mistake. But it's just funny because I'm like, why would I feel bad apologizing about that? I would, if it was you, I would <laughs> apologize to you about that years later. I'd be like, man, that one time I tackled you in the snow and wiped your face in it. That was really not cool. I shouldn't have done that. So it's become kind of a joke with Jacob right. and I. Right. Which I think is like probably everyone's listening to this like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, I trust me. I hear you. And it is be- – I mean, I believe – I guess we, we could differ, but I believe it's better for our kids to see us as fallible and able to improve than yeah. it is for them to think we are perfect. No, right? I totally I mean, agree with that. So – like, and yeah, I mean, the funny ones, the serious ones, it's better. I think it's a better model to show them that we're not perfect, but we are looking to get better than yeah. it is to just have them believe that we never screw up. And I think Jacob at that moment was just like, whoa, what? <laughs> My mom's insane. Like, what did she, did she just run out here and jump on me? It's been <laughs> one of those Aww. moments, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is later I found out, and here's another thing where I think playing the armchair psychologist or psychiatrist really helps, and also doing it for your kids, is that I realized that probably much like myself, Isaac was really good at flying under the radar and being mm-hmm. sneaky and mm-hmm. instigating and getting mm-hmm. under everyone's skin. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice that because right. he's right. good at it. And I'm, a, you know, he was the you, baby of the couple and I was the baby, you know. You and I should do a whole episode. I'm just planning it right now. On, on birth um, order? On birth order. I've yes. thought about that before actually, but you and I specifically because we're the opposite. I'm the oldest and yeah. I have an oldest who is very much like me and you are the youngest and you have a youngest girl, you know. Yeah. And not just birth order, but then how birth order and your and your beliefs about birth order or your experience in a birth order then influences the way you interact with your kids and see your kids. I think it's fascinating. Like whether totally whether you attribute a lot to birth order or not, it's I mean, it's still really interesting to see it play out, especially yeah, it is. if you and I is. are in the birth order. And are you and married to a, an oldest? Or a... I am married to an oldest. Um, and I okay. also had this kids in the same birth order and gender as I grew up in, which is kind oh, of wow. unusual. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, yeah, you're, you're also the youngest of a big family and you have, a, I mean, so you're not that different, but I, I am oldest of girl, boy, girl. And then I had girl, boy, girl. That's different. So That's way more specific. It's really interesting. Like, I mean, it's just hard not to draw parallels, you know? Right. So it's yeah. So, oh, totally. Future so episode, yes, people. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, I'm just going back. Um, so, and then the final tip here, and then I think we'll wrap oh, man, up. there's more? <laughs> no, is just plan for how to make things go better next time, oh, which is yeah. kind of like go back to the top and like we talked about, adjust expectations and, you know, it's a cycle and next time you will do better or not, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. Um, you will or, or, or you won't, but maybe what you'll do is recognize more quickly that it's going downhill. And yeah, you'll rein exactly. yourself back in. It takes exactly. practice, you guys. Like, and and maybe doing this beat yourself a long up time. a little less. I mean, yeah. I think that's part of this too is uh, I think the longer you're in motherhood, hopefully the less you beat yourself up over these things, you know? Yeah. And I, and honestly, the beating yourself up just becomes a vicious cycle because the more you do that to yourself, the, wor- the more loaded all these situations become and the more badly 
you're prone to reacting. It's all it's all just about how you feel in the moment and how you trigger yourself and how you get triggered by other things. It, that's and, all it is. And it to me, it, it comes down to what the kids are seeing because nobody yeah. wants to yell at their kids. But given that you are going to, what right. else are they seeing and what else will they remember? And I just think that, you know, the the taking care of yourself, managing, you know, the recovery process and making them feel loved overall in the yeah. end trumps. It's the big picture. It is not one day that you freaked out um, or, you know, that one time that you right. rubbed your kid's face in yeah. snow. It's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So now that everybody's had time. Now that we've aired about, our very dirty laundry. Yeah. So we have a little, little giveaway for our first episode. So if you guys have been following us on the blog or anywhere for the last couple of years, and if you have not, that's okay too. But uh, Megan and I have the same coffee mug, only mine has an S on it and Megan's has an M. And they're Except these really pretty. It's, in the it's like now. What? Sorry. Mine is in the landfill now because it broke. Okay, you broke yours. I've broken like three and I keep <laughs> But I got to get another one because I miss it. Um, so they're, they're, it's just a simple um, mug for your coffee or your tea from Anthropology, And um, it's been sort of a through line for Megan and I. I got you yours for Christmas. Um, we've shared pictures of them over the years. I like coffee. You like tea. So we thought it'd be a fun one to give away um, one of these mugs with your initial, with the reader or the listener's initial on it, whoever you are who wins this. And all you have to do to enter our little giveaway is um, to tweet us at the mom hour um, and just tell us a quick uh, mom meltdown or even just say hello, say you listened. We're not going to be too strict on the entry, but send us a tweet. We're at the mom hour. Um, and we will pick our favorite, um, and give away one of those mugs with your initial on it. Tell us your initial. Um, let's just throw a date on this because who knows how long people will be listening to this. So, um, if it's past like April, I don't know, 15th, let's say April, let's say April 20th, if it's past April 20th, we won't be selecting names anymore. So, but you could still tweet us at the mom hour. Just say hi. We would love that. Absolutely. Let us know. And so when this goes up at the we'll show a picture of our mug so you can see what the heck we're talking about. Um, and also have a link to, uh, find us on Twitter. Yeah. So that would be kind of fun. So, um, anything from you before we wrap up our very first episode? Gosh, I feel like there should be so much to say. Um, I do just want to point out that this is going to be, this show is going to be part of a network that's launching. I'm not sure if when this episode comes out, I'm not absolutely sure if the network will be up and running, you know, at the exact same time. We might wait till we have a few episodes, but that will be at lifelistened.com. That's life listened. And there is going to be a few different shows there. The style hour with Shayna of the mom edit. And I will be talking about fashion. She will be talking about it from an expert perspective. And I will just be blathering on, um, about my opinions, which don't mean much. And, (laughs) but it's always, we have a great time talking. It's a lot of fun. And then there'll also, the home hour will still be going on as well. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to have a slightly new format there. Some of our favorite, uh, guests that have been on in the past are going to come back and do recurring segments. And so that's going to be still happening. There will be new shows weekly. Um, I think we're going to have a total. Oh, and there's also another show that I'm launching with my friend Jessica Ashley called The Right at Home Moms. And I'm not sure how frequently that one's going to come out just yet. That one's going to be for duh, moms who want to write from home. Yeah. Um, and so I think we're going to have between eight and 10 episodes in a month in this network. So there's going to be more content for everybody to listen to. And I'm awesome. really excited about it. All of those shows will live um, 
at lifelistens.com, but you can get to any one of those the episodes for any one specific show by going to that shows specific.com. So the homehour.com, the momhour.com, the stylehour.com, um, awesome. and the right at home moms.com. Um, awesome. And I just want to say again, thank you again to our sponsor, responsibility.org. So awesome to have a sponsor for our very first episode. That's and awesome. next show, we will be talking about modeling responsible behavior when it comes to alcohol in front of your kids. Um, Sarah and I both like to drink wine, and um, we've both drank wine together. We've both drunk wine while talking to each other states away. Yes. <laughs> so we, you know, it's not, we're, we're definitely not down on it. We just want to have an honest conversation about what it's like to um, model that responsibly yeah. in recognition of April, which is Alcohol Responsibility Month. So I that's think that's it. Yeah. I mean, we always want your feedback and yes. your ideas. Um, when we've worked together on the Home Hour show, it's the same um, find us any way you can go to the show yeah. notes and leave a comment, tweet us, um, send an email. Um, I think I have an email address. If not, I will set one up at hello at the mom hour.com. So you Perfect. can also get in touch with us that way. Perfect. Yeah. We want your ideas, your questions, um, for future shows. Yep. Awesome. Great. Okay. This has been so fun. We'll see you next week. Oh, Thanks, we'll Megan. see you in two weeks. <laughs> <This> <laughs> is, I should also point that out. This will be an every other week show. So next week when you're, you know, dying for more content, just find one of the other shows and listen to that one instead. Awesome. <laughs> okay. See you later, Sarah. All right. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi everyone, Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button, and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.